Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to the Lead, Build, Live podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Lead, Build, Live podcast, the podcast designed to help you lead well, build healthy teams and organizations, and live a life that matters. I'm your host, Larry Boatwright, and my partner in crime, Rob Caldwell. Hey, everyone. And uh, we're so glad you joined us today. All right. So in this episode, I'm really excited about this. So a part of our vision at Lead, Build, Live is that leaders will live healthy lives and thriving lives, uh, not just in the organization, but also their personal lives. So we're tackling an interesting topic Mm -hmm. because leadership is not just about productivity and organizational goals. All right, so, so when you think about your own health, you might believe like we do that spiritual health is an important component or that might sound a little foreign to you. And we know that our listeners come from all walks of life. We want you to think about your own spiritual health and how it contributes to your leadership. So Larry, what do you think about how your spiritual health affects your overall health? Oh gosh, I mean, I I like to think of humans as a whole human being has a number of parts, physical, they have their physical self, they have their emotional, their mental self, their spiritual self, their relational self, their financial self, their vocational self, and all those parts are equally important. So to neglect our spiritual selves, we might be able to do that for a little while, but it will catch up with us and it starts affecting all of those other areas. Absolutely. And so I think that people that are are hearing this are thinking that they might be in a few different camps regarding how they would think about spiritual health. I mean, some of you might think, man, I only pray when every last option is exhausted. And it's either because I don't believe it's going to help or because I don't slow down long enough to register that I need help. And I've definitely been this type of leader. And then, I mean, <laughs> who hasn't, right? Yeah. Who, who hasn't, if we're being honest about this. And then on the flip side of it, there are people that have a disciplined spiritual life and they pray regularly as a practice to get their hearts and their minds right, to open their eyes and ears to what God has to say to them. I've been that type of leader sometimes. Sometimes I'm in that place. And then C is none of the above. Maybe mm-hmm. for some people this idea is so foreign. Uh, but I've definitely been all over the map regarding spiritual health. How about you, Larry? Yeah, I think I, I probably like most people, I think I go through seasons. Sometimes it's a real high focus for me and I feel healthy. And it's kind of funny, those things I mentioned earlier, if you were to draw in coaching, there's this wheel, sort of the life balance wheel, and you take those things and you have them draw how they're doing in each of those. And it usually looks like a wheel with really jagged edges. And I feel like just when I'm like, oh, I'm going to really work on my physical self and I work on that. And then I notice, oh no, I stink in these other areas. Like it's, it's hard to keep them all into balance. So sometimes if I do feel like I'm spiritually really healthy, sometimes I'm missing out on some, some other areas. And then I get stuck in my head because I I don't know how to get out of it. And and I don't want to assume that that we have the exact same definition of what spiritual health is. So for our, for our conversation and for what we're talking about today, spiritual health is about your relationship with God and how that affects your relationship with others, as well as your actions and goals in life. Hmm. So we don't want to be afraid to dive into this conversation, even though we know our listeners come from different backgrounds. We reached out to our friend, Eric Nevins, 
and he runs a great podcast called Halfway There. You're going to get a chance to hear a little bit about that. He's also a spiritual director, mm. which is super interesting because Eric comes from an evangelical Christian background. And most spiritual directors, they're more commonly found in other faith traditions like the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So I think that made for a really interesting conversation. And it's, it's our goal in this podcast to talk about the ideas that having someone with you as you journey in your faith can be really valuable for you as a leader. Check out our interview with Eric Nevins. Hey, Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I want to introduce you just a little bit to our audience. You are Eric Nevins. You are the host of the Halfway There podcast, Mm. which has uh, an impressive 175,000 downloads at this time. 178,000 as of today. 178. (laughs) Eric's very uh, very quick to correct us on that. Uh, Yeah. Well, I, I would say we've known you for a while, and to see you grow that from nothing into what it is now is that's why that means something to me. Mm-hmm. That number is important to me because it just shows that you are diving in. And, and you you're a graduate of Denver Seminary uh, with your MDiv. Yep. And uh, and a focus on spiritual formation, which is kind of part of the topic today. So today we get the honor of talking about why leaders should consider or should have. A spiritual director. I'm excited. Are you excited? <laughs> I am excited. It's a super important topic. I think many leaders, uh, particularly church leaders, either don't know enough about it yeah. or um, just haven't considered it as part of their their discipline regimen. And so mm. I'm excited. I hope that we can bring it out uh, as an issue for them. All right. I want to start at the very top of this thing because I am probably not as familiar with the concept of a spiritual director, and probably a lot of our listeners might, they I don't know what they do or don't know about it. So let's just yeah. start right at the beginning. Uh, what in, is a spiritual director? Yeah, so spiritual direction really is the practice of walking with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and being an intermediary is not really the right word, being a friend along the journey, right? Mm-hmm. So the spiritual director listens to both the Lord and to the person that they're directing mm-hmm. to see what God might be up to in yeah. that particular person's life, in that season in their life. And so there's a lot of listening, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of practices that might help um, yeah. that person as well. So is uh, is a spiritual director limited to a certain denomination, a certain... Um, is it only Christianity? Is t- tell me a little oh. bit more broadly, like what? Yeah, yeah. Well, so what's interesting about that is it's not only Christianity, right? So okay. there's there are whole uh, disciplines of spiritual direction and soul care that are outside of the even evangelical for sure. But then oh. even Christianity, um, there are other there are people that will that will do that. And you can go to places like uh, Spiritual Directors International. I don't know if you're familiar with them, mm. uh, but they have all kinds of um, people from all kinds of different backgrounds, faith backgrounds, mm-hmm. to to do this because the reality is we're all as human beings we're all spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that journey of trying to be a holistic human being gets difficult, and you need, you need somebody else to kind of think through or observe what's happening in your spirit, and that's what a spiritual director can really do from any faith background. I just want to go back to the fact that you said sometimes it gets difficult. <laughs> yeah, right. My, that, my that, experience has been that many times. That might be understating it just a many little. Times, <laughs> many times it gets difficult. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, yeah. Do you think, Eric, just really quick, do, do you think 
we're talking about leaders, why leaders might need a mm-hmm. spiritual director. Is it outside of like church leaders? Do small business owners, do nonprofit leaders, do leaders who aren't in a religious space, do they need spiritual direction? Yeah. I, see, I would think so. I think everybody really needs a, a spiritual, uh, if you consider yourself a spiritual person, you should should consider spiritual direction at some point. And what does it do? What, like why? What's the, what's the sort of the big why of what it does for them? Uh, well, for, so what I've found it helpful for is it gave me eyes on my spiritual life that I didn't already have. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. so somebody else having somebody else, um, observe the, the beliefs, the things that I'm believing, the practices that I'm, that I'm engaging in without, maybe even noticing, mm-hmm. uh, having somebody else who can I, see that and then I gotta, jump in there. I got to just on. repeat what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> having somebody else uh, observe what it is that you're believing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, the, the ramifications of that are big. Yeah. So, so tell me in your life, how has that, at what point has something like that just really been important for you or impactful. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Um, what, so one, when I first graduated from seminary, I went to, uh, there's a place down here called, uh, in Sedalia called Sacred Heart Jesuit Retreat House. I don't yeah. know if you guys have been there. Just outside of Denver. Yeah. Just outside of Denver. And uh beautiful place. One of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, I, right after seminary, I did the Ignatius, uh, Ignatian exercise, spiritual exercises there with a guy. And one of the practices that he gave me was to take and imagine through every week, he would give me a sheet of my scriptures for that week. And I would imagine through these passages and, um, he would kind of force me to think about Jesus as a human being. Right. So, so, uh, for instance, like we would talk about Jesus as a two year old. Now you guys have both had kids, so you know that two year olds are, uh, incorrigible sometimes. (laughs) Right. And they're, and they're really, they're really, so as coming from an evangelical background, we put a high value on the deity of Christ, which is really important. Uh, but having a a moment to learn to even contemplate the fact that Jesus as a two year old had to learn not to touch the fire when his mom was cooking. Right. Ah, Interesting. So there's things like that, that I, I, would, wouldn't have seen in my evangelical context that belief of not giving Jesus enough humanity mm. that uh, I was able to see that based on his on his direction and observation. I'm understanding this. They're walking through a practice of viewing a scripture or a person in the scripture from another angle that you hadn't yeah. considered. And when you do that, in this case, Jesus, so you start to understand his humanity and the importance of his humanity. How does it affect you? What is, yeah. what is the result of that? Well, so what that did for me is help me to relate to Jesus on a human level, right? So to, to go, okay, like we are, I don't know about you guys, but I often think of sin as making a mistake, right? Mm. You would think uh, Jesus was perfect. Well, he was, but he also had to still learn because he was human. and we all, So yes. it's okay for then me to learn. Ah. It's okay for me to make mistakes and not know everything, um, even though I would like to know everything. Um, it's mm. <laughs> would be nice. Even and I, and yeah. I'm not even convinced that Jesus always knew everything that we think that he did, hmm. um, and that came out of that. But perspective gives you grace. Yeah, grace for myself. It, it expands your 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 vision of right. the world. Yeah. Amazing. So, okay. All right. So that's an example from your own background. We talked a little bit about spiritual directors. Um, you know, we, 
lead, build, live is is based on Christian principles, but there is a pretty broad set of spiritual directors out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got to be honest, I think that I've had, I honestly thought it was more of a Catholic doctrinal thing. Oh, yeah. And is that something you get a lot with? Yeah. It, it, so, okay. yeah, this is actually one thing that I, that I had to go outside of my tradition to find, right? Mm-hmm. So as evangelicals, we've sort of thrown this part out with the with the holy water, I like to say. I'm sure I heard that in seminary, that joke somewhere. But um, it it isn't really something that's well practiced in the evangelical church. And so yeah. it is it does probably come from a more Catholic root. Yeah. And yet it's something that we all need um, because we all need that sort of outside It's something we can learn from them. Right, absolutely. I want to dive into how spiritual direction might help leaders. How does it relate to things like counseling? or yeah. things like mentorship, or just mm. hearing a sermon on a Sunday, or, or a Bible study. What's its unique space within, the, within that whole realm of human wellness? Yeah. So I think it is unique that from all of those things, right? So okay, like counseling is going to help you look back in your life, right? And see the, the kind of things that you've, you've experienced and help you deal with them and understand them. Mm. Uh, and, and every leader, just sorry to interrupt, but yeah. every leader probably at some point in their journey needs that. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I, I had this conversation just this morning with a friend I was having coffee with, and we came to this decision or this conclusion that every leader should have four kinds of people in their life. They should have a spiritual director, a counselor, um, a buddy, somebody alongside of them. Right. Mm, and then friend. yeah, friend and then a um, mentor of some kind. And so that mm. kind of covers everything you just said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that, but those four kind of relationships you are, are really helpful and they all do something different, right? So a spiritual director might look at your heart kind of in the present. Where are you? What are you thinking about? Where are, how's your awareness of who God is and your relationship with him? Counseling would go in the past. A friend would kind of be able to see you, you know, uh, and relate to you on, on your level. And then, a uh, mentor has been there already, right? So they could they know where the road is going, and they mm. can tell you about the pitfalls. How how would you sort of dif- differentiate then? You're saying a, a spiritual director looks at a, a person and is kind of looking at their life. Here's kind of what's happening. What's different about that than like a life coach? Because it seems like life coaching is very popular right yeah. now and has some similar it does tangents. What what would be different? Oh, that's a good question. So one thing that's similar is they are going to do a lot of question asking and a lot of listening. Right. Right. Um, I think what might be different is, um, you know, a life coach is going to be looking for what's the next step that you need to take in your, say, business or your whatever. Vocational your, your journey. Vocation. Your, yeah. yeah. I think spiritually, it might they might help you take the next right step with God. Mm. Um but a spiritual director is is really going to help you try to understand what you're believing about God, and then what are the practices that you need to implement yeah. in order to experience Him beyond. I think one thing, just going back, something you said that is kind of intriguing is uh, either both life coach or a spiritual director is asking a lot of questions. And I think that's intriguing because I think as leaders, so often we're in a place where we're the ones asking all the questions. Mm-hmm. And... That's true. It's, it's hard sometimes. That's absolutely true. It's so hard as a leader to go, well, wait a second. Now I'm in the hot seat, yeah. right? Like, I, I, this feels uncomfortable. I should be the one asking you about this or that quarterly report or but this thing that you're supposed to do. Isn't that exactly why you need it, though? I think so. But it, I just even just hearing you say that, that <laughs> well, there's a part of me that rises up and goes, oh, like, oh, man, that sounds... Like, what would you say to someone who maybe feels that anxiety in their chest of going, oh, I don't know that I want to be on the hot seat. 
I'm the one that's in control. <laughs> I'm the one that's in charge. I'm the one that's usually asking the questions. You now you want me to well, like what, what what does it do for them to have someone outside of their system asking them all these questions? Yeah. Well, I think as a leader, if the only perspective you get is your own, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. I mean, you so right. you you have to uh be willing there's humility to that too, right? Yeah. There's a humility of putting yourself underneath someone's essentially their leadership. Yeah. And asking letting them observe and speak into your life. Um I think it's I think it's really important. I think one of the problems that we're seeing in the church with some pastors is that they don't have people like that mm. in their lives. Is it a type of accountability as well? Yeah. In in some ways, yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's really the main point of of spiritual direction it would be it's not like somebody's going to ask you but they might I mean if you have a sin issue or you have something like you're you're wrestling with pride the, the interesting thing is probably it's not going to be in a judgy way right it's not going to be mm. hey I'm I'm holding you accountable for this for this pride that I'm seeing right but it might be hey let's look at uh, rather than um, staying in that pride let's do a prayer of examine every night and hmm. let's remember how we're, how you're dependent upon God every day throughout your day uh, might be a kind of the kind of thing mm. as a director would do to take you into um, gratefulness and awareness of mm. God and dependence on God and not just your own soul. So I want to pull, I want, I want to back us up just a little bit because what we said I think was really important. I think that we said that leaders, one of the things that differentiates them is, they are in a position of authority. Maybe they get used to that. Maybe they get used to being the one asking the question. So we're talking about if you've established a pattern in your life where you're typically the one asking questions and you don't have someone asking you questions, there's an important thing to note right there. Just yeah. just right there. You know, totally. if, you're, if you're a leader. So, so now when we say, okay, I need someone in my life that's asking questions. Now we start to say, who should those people be? And one of them is a spiritual director, right? I mean, you might ask your doctor if you have a physical health issue, but a spiritual health issue, a spiritual director is a good fit for that conversation and for that practice. Well, and I think piggybacking off of that, maybe just to, to ask this question, why should someone posture themselves to let someone else ask them questions? Mm-hmm. So an inevitable thing, I think we're going obviously spiritual direction, but yeah. Backing up just for a moment, why should someone posture themselves to be asked questions? You mentioned part of it is, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a vacuum, right? If if you, if it's only your own perspective, but why? What does it do for someone having an outside person who's really asking good probing questions in their life? Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody who's ever been in a position where they, they realize that someone sees them differently than they see themselves... Mm-hmm. understands that, right? I mean, I, I'm sure you've been there at, mm-hmm. at times. You guys are also both married, right? So we get, I mean, that happens all the time in marriage. <laughs> yeah. we're, so, we're married. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, right? All right? Oh, that's not how I was seeing what I was, what I was oh, trying to do. Oh, it happens with employees. It yeah, happens I'm sure with it clients. It happens, uh, it happens across the board when you're a leader. It's hard to understand how you're perceived. Uh, and it's hard to know if someone's being honest with you. Yeah. When you're leading. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know if you're being honest all the time, right? Because in leadership, True. there's a lot of things that you have to keep close to your vest. Yeah. And you you don't you can't share everything, the details of every conversation with your with your direct reports. Um and which brings another yeah. point about a spiritual director is they're meant to be a safe place. Yeah. For sharing. So mm-hmm. it is that 
attorney-client privilege. What's the right term for it? Sure, that's good. <laughs> that is not good. It's, but, it's uh, that's the first thing that that's my business background. Right, popping right. Into well, my it's head. a it's a you know there's some confidentiality with that. That's a, a trust agreed to. Yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. I don't. Does that answer your question, Larry? Like, I th- I think getting people, let it, allowing people to speak into where you are uh, based on who they th- see you as is um, is just super super important. Um, I think it takes humility, which it can be easy to not be humble in leadership. Well, I mean, if I had to sort of put two and two together, I think what I'm hearing you say is that the advantage of having someone outside of you asking questions is to give you perspective you otherwise couldn't have. Right. I mean, as leaders, a lot of leaders are readers. And so we read books, uh, you know, business Mm -hmm. books, leadership books on how to's to try to get perspective. But that self-awareness piece is in my experience as a leadership coach is, is one of the the most critical things to obtain in order to be the best leader that you can be. And if you don't have someone outside of you speaking into you, it's hard to learn the skills or strengthen the muscles that it takes to have self-awareness that actually you can that will actually serve you in your life. So by having some outside person who's drilling and asking really good questions, they're helping you see something that there's just no way right. you, could, you could see. I think that idea too, back to uh, what we're believing about God, mm. you know, because beliefs have consequences. And so if you're believing things about God that aren't true about how he's seeing you or judging your behavior, whatever it is, uh, that might trickle down into your organization in ways that... Um, can be very damaging. Mm. Hey, it's Rob. Having a hard conversation about behavior, performance, or alignment is something that most of us leaders fear. And because we fear it, we put it off, especially the difficult conversations. Lead, Build, Live has put together a course called Aligning Conversations that includes seven great coaching videos, reusable worksheets, and a guide that will give you the confidence you need to get that hard conversation on your calendar and do a great job with it. Check it out at leadbuildlive.com slash align. I think for people listening, I think part of it is where, what do you believe about your own spiritual self and about your own soul? Uh, and you know, what is your faith tradition and what do you know about God and about yourself and your, your soul? Because there's no other way to evaluate the need for us for a spiritual director than to start with that sort of understanding. Mm-hmm. What I will say for me, my experience has been in leadership, you can get to a point where the other formats of getting help are not going to work for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's time for humility and it's time to ask for a, a, a higher power. I believe Jesus is that higher power. Yeah. And it's time to ask for some help. And so yeah. in those moments when leadership's really hard, in the hardest moments of it, not 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 the in-betweens, but the hardest moments of it, I would have benefited greatly from having a spiritual director. And I'm, I'm fortunate to have friends that come from the same faith tradition, and they do speak into my life, but it would have been valuable to take that up another level to someone who's specifically trained and specifically mm-hmm. uh, ready. They're, they're, it's almost better that they're not just a friend Mm-hmm. There, there's someone that you can go ahead and say that hard thing to, and go ahead and uh, be completely honest in a sense of, the, you know, it's not, it's a professional relationship where they're going to speak back to you the truths of scripture and the truths of faith. Um, I, I think that's critical. I think for for a hurting leader, 
mm. someone who's hurting right now, right, who is in the middle of that dark season. They need a place for help, and this is yeah. this is just one type, but it's a one really important type. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that really astounds me is, especially pastors. Um, everybody goes through one of the ways that we grow is we go through a spiritual desert, right? Mm-hmm. Or you go through a, sometimes it's called a dark night of the soul. Yeah, and you have to go through that to go deeper. You have to go through that. God uses that. John of the Cross writes about this. God uses that to take things out of your out of your heart, out of your life. Um, we tend to hold um, our pastors to this really high standard, right? That they should never go through that. But what that means is that we're asking them either to pretend like they don't go through it or uh, to just not have it and not push that push that far and not acknowledge that that's where they are. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just not a good thing. It's not healthy for anybody. There's nothing healthy about that. And there's that. nothing at all. So, yeah. so you really need to go. You need to push into it. And that's, those are the moments when a spiritual director can help you identify that this is where you are. You're in a spiritual desert. It's okay. I've walked with other people through this, you know, it's so going it to be normalizes fine. it a little bit. So you totally. don't feel like, Oh, I'm, this is, I'm the only one this has happened. Right. To. I tell people all the time, it's okay to be where you are. Mm. Embrace where you are on the journey, whether if it's a learning stage and you're just loving digging in the scripture, do that. Don't believe that everybody has to be where you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in a spiritual desert or you're learning about yourself or where, whatever that is, it's okay. Be there. Ask God. Pray. Um, or sometimes you don't pray because you don't think he's there. Yeah. And you need to wait and go through that. Um, but that's okay, too. That's okay. You have to go through it. And the director can walk with you through it. So I'm curious. Um, so you talked about Dark Night of the Soul. And when you're in a really difficult season in life, how helpful a spiritual director is when's the optimal time to start seeing a spiritual director? Is it when the stuff hits the fan? Like what, what's the, is there an optimal time? Well, that's a great time. Like I would, I would never say don't, if you hadn't started earlier, if you can start earlier, I would totally recommend doing that. So if like, if it's particularly for pastors, but even business owners, uh, if you don't have a spiritual director, I would say try to find one, even if you're doing just a monthly meeting, just mm-hmm. to check in to kind of uh, do that. It's, it is actually helpful uh, so that when those seasons come, you can you can navigate them. And it's helpful um, if you've got sort of a baseline approach, right, so that uh, you've been – say you see a spiritual director once a month. They know where you were a year ago, right? Yeah. And, they, and they might go, so "Hey, I can see, see. Yeah. right? They can see that they can go. You didn't believe this a year ago, mm. and then you can kind of, kind of work through them." Yeah, I think I think my beliefs change over time, mm-hmm. and not always for the better. Yeah, sometimes for the worst, and sometimes for the better, and sometimes the things I thought I believed, I don't believe. I could imagine the continuity of of a of meeting with a spiritual director a lot like maybe meeting with other friends that that share your faith practice but but again bringing that up a level to to really thinking about it really saying this is important in my life and so I'm going to give it the attention of having a spiritual director I think I think that's amazing I would like to make this practical I'm guessing that there's others that don't know about spiritual directors or have had some maybe a preconceived notion about it more mm-hmm. uh, about what it is, or you know, because this doesn't sound very, uh, this doesn't sound overly complicated. It's someone who's a trained professional to walk alongside you, yeah, uh, in, in your faith tradition. So it, it seems like that 
there's a couple ways to engage spiritual direction in your life, and I want to make sure it's practical for uh, for us. So, what are some of the ways that somebody could simply reach out and say, "Yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear what a spiritual director does or is, and I'm ready to talk to somebody." How do they even start? I I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, mm. that is such a good question. Um, so that can be very difficult, especially if you're an evangelical. Right, because you you mentioned earlier, this is tends to be a more Roman Catholic practice. Yeah, and you might be a little skeptical theologically. Yeah, um, if that's the case, first of all, I would say don't be like go ahead and it's you sh- it'd be you would benefit from going out to somebody outside of your faith tradition mm-hmm. and just being open to that. Um, now, not I would say not necessarily if you're a Christian going outside of the Christian faith, but right. maybe to a different uh, denominational tradition. Uh, having said that, um, there are places that um, that are around um, that you can find, and so there's Spiritual Directors International. There's, um, I will think of the exact name. There's a, also like a Spiritual Directors of Colorado, okay, um, and I'll get you guys that link um, that you can find people, and so that's a, that's a good way to to go for that. It's a listing of professionals of, that yep, practice this, correct? And so mm-hmm. you want to be pay very close attention to the kind of background of those mm-hmm. people. Um, you can also, sometimes, sometimes pastors, um, a lot, today, a lot of pastors don't have time to really do individual spiritual direction or, or may not be trained, but they might know somebody. Um, so just networking through. Well. Yeah. So what are you, what are you looking for? If you, if you find some, a website, you find a, a place to look or a, a group that offers this, how do you know, how do you go look for this person? So if I find a place and there's a list of five people, how do I know which of those five people might be the best? fit for me? What am I, what am yeah. I looking for? Well, so usually they'll have a description of who they are and what they do and their, their kind of favorite practices. What kind um, of favorite food? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Would that I be a valid know. criteria? You, find a, like... you, can, you can ask <laughs> for if, you, if they're... maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they, they might list their snake handlers. You can stay away from those guys. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I, I don't know. That's You just got to look and, and maybe try. Like I would even say try a couple. Mm. To, to, it's okay. You don't have to stay with somebody forever, right? You could... Uh, try a, um, a a spiritual direction session. A lot of them will have free sessions as well, uh, sort of like coaches will often, uh-huh. to see if it fits partly for their own benefit, but then also for yours. So you can tell, is this somebody that I'd like to work with? Um, do we mesh personality-wise, or are they a bunch of Enneagram 8s that uh, are going to be too hard on you? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay, so we talked a bit about um, what to look for in a spiritual director, uh, but is there anything else in that context to, you know, if you're if you're thinking about it and you're you're on the website and you're looking at different people, you said you know read their background, maybe talk to your pastor about them, try a free session, anything else that that's important there that we're missing. Yeah, those are the ones I would look for. There may be, um, you know, you also might want to look for so like for instance, I mentioned Sedalia, the Jesuit retreat center down here at Sacred Heart. Okay. Um, so that was kind of a place that I got plugged in through Denver Seminary when I was there. Um, and so they, that's what the Jesuits do, right? They do spiritual direction. So, yes. um, mm. that, so you might look for some place like that as well. Okay. So th- and that brings me actually to, to another aspect of this, which is the, the frequency or the formats in which this is offered in. Yeah. So it's sound, you mentioned monthly. Now we're talking about a retreat setting. I would encourage people maybe, you know, if you're in crisis, you might do one thing versus if you right. need a long running relationship, you might do another. Let's just talk it, about that. Yeah, it's going to be very, very situational. So, for instance, um, you know, down, down at down there at the um, retreat house, 
you know, they, they do, so they're Jesuits. So they'll do the Ignatian spiritual exercises with you. And you can do those in 30 days if you want. That's how Ignatius would, would have done it. So like, if you want to go stay in one of their rooms or hermitages for a month and you can afford to do that and your wife wouldn't kill you like mine would, um, you, you can go <laughs> Which do would that. negate the, the point. Yes. <laughs> spiritual retreat. Yes. Right. Yeah. That would not be good. I'm just kidding. We, we have four kids. And so I've always kind of looked at that as like a, uh, one of these days kind of thing. I would love to go do, oh, do yeah. 30 days. A true a, life retreat. A, oh man, that'd be yeah. so fun. But, um, but they'll do that or they'll do it. Well, like I did I, right after school, I went there and I went down for like, I don't know, six or seven months or maybe it was four, three or four months. It felt like a long time, but every week I would go down there uh, and, yeah. and do, we do an hour and then he would give me a sheet and that was my homework for the next week. And, uh, that was the, uh, the, I think it's called the 19th annotation. So Ignatius had these notes about uh, his exercises. And one of them was, okay, you could do this in daily life if somebody can't come out and do a retreat mm-hmm. on their own. So that was perfect for me. Um, somebody else might do it in 30 days. You might go once a month for, you know, just regular kind of checkups and, and whatever. Or like you said, if you're in crisis and you need something else, um, you know, you're, then you might see it more often. And mm-hmm. that's, that's okay. You need to be flexible with that. All right, so I want to hear, what is your passion? What does Eric Nevins love about spiritual direction? (laughs) Well, so what I really love is to help people understand themselves, where they are, and then understand God in a new way. And so um, particularly in Scripture, I have a a series of um, eight-day experiences that I I like to share with people, and those... um, I trying to take is really a spiritual direction in a kind of a PDF form, you know, that people can download from my website, but they take people through an experience with scripture through, um, through just a very small passage, uh, returning to it over and over and over again, over eight days, um, that hopefully at the end will lead them through, um, through like seeing themselves inside of the story. And then that hopefully is, will change the way that they see Jesus and his posture towards them. I think often that leaders feel like we have to create the story. Right. Or that we are Ooh. the story. When we're unhealthy, we think we are the story. And, uh, and we're not. And we don't. Um, but yet we are called to create and we are called to shape. And that is the beauty of leadership. Mm-hmm. And so there's this great relationship in between striving and letting go and uh, working hard to achieve yeah. and trusting that there'll be the help there that you need. And, and these things live in constant tension. Yeah. And it, it feels as if a spiritual director is someone who can walk with you through that tension and give you the honest feedback about uh, observing what you are believing, mm. which I love right from the beginning of our conversation. Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you said, we sometimes believe we are the story when we have a story and our story matters in the big story of Mm -hmm. God and what he's doing in history. And so putting that into the right context is really, is really what spiritual direction is about. Okay. So we've talked a bit about the practicality there. We've talked about your passion for it, but how long have you been practicing spiritual direction and what kinds of transformations do, have you seen people experience through through the practices? Yeah, so spiritual direction really is something I think I do all the time, kind of in a lot of different conversations um, uh, all the time. Um, I 
so I've only recently started creating my eight day experiences to do it in that way. I do it in my podcast as well. So one of my favorite things to to see in my show is when I'm talking to somebody and the, the, there's two things people will say that I'll know that I'm kind of onto something. It's they'll either say, Oh, what a great question. Cause then I know that I've kind of hit on something that they either need to think about or they haven't thought about in that way, quite that way. Or they'll say, um, they'll say something like, uh, well, I've never thought of it that way before. Right. Yeah. And I'll take something, I'll make connections when they're telling me their story. Um, of their life with God and I'll make a connection of this happened way back. You told me about this way, you know, when it happened when you were a kid and look what you're doing now. Like, and they never thought, thought of that. Yeah. So that's kind of connecting their, their story and doing spiritual direction. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a huge transformation in, in those scenarios, but um, it is, it is a fun expression of who God's called me to be. I love that. And it's, it's formative Hearing our story, hearing other stories, the way you do in your podcast, hearing other people's stories of faith and their their life, uh, it definitely gives us a place to think about our own. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah, about and what I, you do. I think too. I want to say about transformation. Transformation. We. It's really nice when we hear stories that uh, people have a huge transformation mm-hmm. in their life, right? It doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. It often happens one realization mm-hmm. at a time. But but we're. We're talking to leaders. We all expect we need <laughs> right. results. Massive right? results in results. a short period of time. It doesn't work that way. It so. doesn't work. Okay. And that's okay. So now we've said something important <laughs> to, to leaders, right? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Slow it Sometimes down. Sometimes it does. Give it its space and, yeah. and learn. Yeah. Well, we are, we're, we're here to support the health of leaders and this aspect of a leader's life the way that they live, their, the balance that they have, um, how they get through hard times. It's, it's not entirely different from how it would be for anybody else. But to speak to leaders about it, you know, it, it is to think about what does health look like and what does it mean for you? And do you have a gap in this space in your life where you really could use a spiritual director? Thank you so much for this conversation. Mm. I feel like it's a wonderful conversation. If you could say, you know, one final thing around around this, just either in general or specifically to leaders, what what would you love to communicate? Yeah, I think I I often say what I just said, which is understand where you are and be okay with that. Mm. Um, I think that's just such an important um, thing. But uh, you know, I know as leaders, you're used to practicing having a vision and working toward it. Um, God doesn't always work like that. And so it's okay um, to just be a little bit in limbo with him and just to ask him what he wants for you right now. Um, I've gotten very comfortable with that. I think sometimes particularly evangelicals were a little afraid of what would God would say if he did speak to us. Right. Um, But ask the question and then let him lead you and see where he goes. Eric, why don't you tell us how people can find more information about you and your podcast and uh, even the idea of you and spiritual direction? 
Yeah. So the best way to reach me is my website, which is ericnevins.com. And you can just hop on there. My podcast is called Halfway There. It's available in all of the podcast applications. So just pull out your phone and search that or search my name. Um, if you're interested in spiritual direction, I would love to talk to you about that. So you can just go to ericnevins.com, hit on the contact button, and let me know uh, that you heard uh, this conversation and you'd like to pursue spiritual direction. And we'll start the conversation from there that sounds awesome thank you Eric. thanks again thanks Eric. appreciate it that was amazing i was so excited to talk to eric about this mm. really interesting topic yeah so good and uh and i know that our audience is going to have different takes on this and so i love to that we're not afraid to dive into an interesting topic like this so larry for you what was one thing that stuck out that you're either going to spend some time thinking about or that you want to put into practice? I'm going to chew on the, one thing that sort of challenged me was, I think sometimes we think so homogenous about our journey and Eric sort of opening the door to looking into other streams, you know, finding a spiritual director uh, who might not be of the exact same denomination or um, brand of Christianity, if you will, uh, recognizing that there are other Christians who have a lot to add uh, to our own spiritual journeys as a leader, I'm going to really chew on that and uh, figure out who, who are some voices I might want to listen to and and let them speak into my life to challenge me. I love that. You? Yeah, I mean, for me, the one thing that I wanted to take away is that I sometimes haven't spent any time thinking about how it might be useful to have someone along on the journey, on the spiritual journey. Yeah, I think in business, it's obvious to me. I need a business partner. I need. Uh, some help. I need a, a a lawyer for legal things, an accountant for financial things. But mm. the idea of inviting someone into my own spiritual journey and having them alongside me, and how that might affect my own leadership, and 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 equally important, just my own life and and my own relationships with family and friends. I, I just loved that thought, and mm. I really want to dig into that personally. I love it. So we can find some resources. It's okay. Just just. Just pick that line up again. Okay, take two on that line. There are more resources available. You're going to be able to find this episode show in our blog, as well as some notes, a practical PDF. And we want to help you take action on what you've learned today by going to leadbuildlive.com slash 006. I'm going to take that paragraph again. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have some great resources available to you to follow up on this idea. First of all, a great blog post, some show notes, along with a practical PDF download to help you think about six steps to know whether or not you might want a spiritual director. And so to take action on what you've learned, you can check it out at leadbuildlive.com slash 006. In addition, we would love it if you would join our community. We are building a great community that's going to be full of practical resources it's going to be relational. Uh, it's for leaders of all types. And we'd love it if you join us. So you can go to leadbuildlive.com slash community and join us for a couple different things. One is a private Facebook group. Another is an opportunity to sub subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can check out other posts on our blog as well. And it's just going to be an excellent way for you to connect to other leaders that are part of our tribe. Thank you guys so much for joining us. That's it for today. And if you want to catch more about Eric Nevins, you can go to ericnevins.com. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers.